People of the world, it's the Brothers Talk family with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm. Join us each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or on our website to hear us three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, giving voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can reach us with your comments, questions, and suggestions at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and the Facebook group of the same name. And also follow us on Facebook. And if you want to share in more detail, hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. Stay tuned for our soon-to-launch YouTube channel, and now on with this week's show. Hello to all the Brothers Talk family worldwide, and we're glad to be joining you again in the car, the gym, the den, the kitchen, the barber, the beauty shop in the backyard, on the corner, or wherever you hold your relevant conversations to spur critical thinking and activism to support the Black community. As always, we welcome our first-time listeners, and we're glad you're joining this global family. Our thanks to all of you as we're fast approaching 10,000 downloads for helping us to spread the word about how we lift up the critical thought process with enlightened conversations and how we promote new and existing Black business opportunities to empower and enrich our community. In your weekly coronavirus reminder, we see that this week the CDC, by its own admission from an internal audit, acknowledged what all of us surely knew, that they did a terrible job in managing and communicating around COVID-19. As I said, no secret there, and now they've officially turned responsibility for COVID over to each individual. But that's just one more very big reason to get vaccinated if you haven't already, and to stay vigilant, avoid people in situations where you might be exposed. Again, family, please don't get complacent and let your guard down because even though it looks like COVID is here to stay, it's still very infectious and very deadly. And now to my brothers in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott and Norm. Hey family, thanks for your continued support as usual. And uh, as Rod said, uh, this virus isn't going anyplace. And uh, I'm hoping that you all are taking precaution if you haven't been vaccinated got boosted you need to do that because you're only protecting other people not just yourself and all as always to go out there and support black businesses when you can Norm, thanks scott and there's uh you know to follow up with scott and rod you know health is wealth in our community if we're not healthy we can't move forward and everything we're doing will be for not so diet exercise and wellness peace and our guest for this edition is dr kevin jefferson and we're glad to have another black physician in the mix and this time a podiatrist who practices in the Beltway area of the nation's capital. Dr. Jefferson graduated from the New York College of Podiatric Medicine in 1966, did his residency in podiatric medicine at the Brooklyn Hospital Center, and was awarded a fellowship in advanced foot surgery there as well. He's been in private practice for 23 years at Metropolitan Podiatry Associates in D.C., where he specializes in diabetic foot care and advanced wound care. He also serves as the chair of Podiatric Medicine and Surgery section of the National Medical Association. Brother Dr. Kevin Jefferson, welcome to the family. Thanks for being our guest on the show. And please say hello to the Brothers Talk family. Brothers Talk family, good evening, good morning, wherever you uh, may be listening to this. Thank you very much, uh, gentlemen, for inviting me to participate in this uh, a very important subject, very near and dear to my heart. Just one correction. I, I graduated in, in, in 96. I'm not that wise yet. 66, but I'm working on it. 
All right. So, well, Brother Jefferson, we are glad to have you in the mix. And so let's jump right in because we were doing a little conversation ever in the run up about the fact that, you know, we are sort of grossly underserved when it comes to some of the more specialized medical fields like podiatry. So what are some of the things that you would lift up to help us to become a little more involved and a little more focused on caring for our feet? First of all, again, thank you. But what we need to understand about our feet is that good foot care is good health care. Everything starts from the ground up, from the time we get out of bed, from the time that we go back to bed at night. I, I, I tell my patients all the time, your feet are the first ones to, get, to hit the floor in the morning and the last ones to get in bed at night. And they do a whole lot of work in the, during that the time in between those two points. So you really have to take care of them. You really have to be cognizant of them. You really have to take care of them on a daily basis. They take a lot of wear and tear. They carry us throughout our years. And that time can take a toll if we're not taking good care of the entire system of the feet, uh, the skin, the nails, the bones, the muscles, uh, everything. You're seeing them as a complete system so that as we get older and we become active, we want to stay active as we get older not only as we're raising our kids and, and supporting our families and going out and trying to exercise and hold down uh, jobs and things of that nature, we need to understand that we need to really put our feet first and so that you know we can continue to do these things. I've seen uh, too many people, particularly our, our brothers, uh, end up out of the job uh, world, unable to work, unable to support their families because of feet issues. So the feet aren't to be taken lightly. Uh, they're not to be looked at as second class when it comes to the rest of the body. The feet work as hard as the, any other part of the body, if not harder. And so we need to really uh, take a new look of what, uh, what our feet are, how they are, uh, take a stock in what condition they are. And then if there are some issues that uh, brothers go see a podiatrist to get situations rectified. So uh, Dr. Jefferson, most of the time, People start talking about health care. They're not they're not focusing on the feet. They're focusing on, you know, internal organs, the heart, the liver, you know, stuff like that. What it what should people be in terms of maintenance and taking care of their feet for preventative medicine uh, purposes? What types of things should they be doing? Should people be doing? Well, first of all, uh, it's taking good stock, a good inspection of the feet especially on, on a regular basis, if not a daily basis, if they have uh, certain conditions. Uh, our skin is the great barometer of our health. There are things that take place within the body that will manifest in the skin, and that includes the feet. Uh, dry skin, uh, issues with the nails, such as thickness, uh, color change, flakiness, uh, fungal infections uh, can be issues that we see uh, very often uh, in our patients. Uh, diabetes, you know, it has its own issues when it comes uh, to foot disease. Diabetes is the leading cause of amputation uh, in, in this country. And we need to take stock of uh, the nervous system of the feet, the blood flow. All these things need to be managed on a regular basis to make sure that we're good and healthy and we can, can continue. Starting with the skin, if you've seen dry skin, uh, corns, calluses, all these things can interfere. Uh, I see a lot of patients whose occupations create foot problems. I'm talking about those who work on their feet a lot. I'm talking about servants such as police and fire. 
construction, a warehouse, uh, things like that. When guys are on their feet a lot during during the workday, they're, they're clocking eight, 10, 12 hour shifts. They're doing doubles, what have you. They're holding down a second job in a kitchen somewhere. So if you're spending an inordinate amount of time on your feet, you have to seriously take stock in them, take care, take, take care of them. Look for any changes in the skin. Again, corns, calluses, changes in the shape of, of the toes, uh, hammer toes, uh, bunions. These things can interfere with the fit of your shoes and how well your uh, shoes feel and how that will impact uh, your job and how you're able to support yourself and your family. Uh, having several types of inf infection, including fungal infections of the skin and the nails, they can create issues uh, with footwear, including spreading of infections, not only to yourself, but uh, to others in your household. Funny as it may seem, one of the issues that brothers bring up to me with problems with their feet is with intimacy with their uh, significant other. You know, if their feet really get into uh, bad shape, then their significant other doesn't want anything to do with them. So I have often brothers will come to me, hey, doc, you got to get my feet straight so I can get this other thing straight. You see what I mean? Yeah, man. I got to be real with the real with the brothers in the room. Whoa. So it's just, it's, it's just it's just not it's just not the appearance. It's just not the smell. Uh, you know, we got to see foot care as a significant part of our daily health care routine. I don't have to tell brothers to brush their teeth every day. We don't have to t tell them that the dentists have done a great job in promoting good daily oral health. Feet have to be the same way. It's like the rest of our body. We can't stop our our health at the waist. Right. When we shower, when we clean ourselves, we got to get down. We got to get the, between the toes. We got to we got to uh, clean all that gunk out of there. Make sure the toes and the bottom of the feet are nice and dry before we uh, put on our socks and shoes. We got a good got to have a good uh, stock of shoes so we're not wearing the same shoes every day, particularly for those jobs that require a particular type of shoe, whether it be steel toe or whatever type of work shoe or work boot that is required. You need to have multiple pairs of those so you can change them out and disinfect them at the end of the day. There's a lot of different things that we need to do uh, to keep our feet in check so the rest of us can be in check. I see too many guys who have stopped going to the gym because of foot issues. And so what happens when we stop going to the gym? What happens when we stop taking walks? Then we get complacent. We start putting the pounds on and that affects the healthcare in general. So everything starts, like I said earlier, from the ground up. Start with your feet and everything else will follow. Doctor, we were having a discussion um, prior mm. to going on about diabetes. Yes. If I put you in a room full of diabetics or people who, ju who just discovered they were diabetics, what would you tell them? Number one, uh, they need to understand the numbers. There's a significant disparity uh, when it comes to African-Americans and diabetic foot disease. Uh, African-Americans have a higher incidence of below knee amputation as a result of diabetes than our Caucasian counterparts. The only other group that has a higher amputation rate are Native Americans. And then is African-Americans and Hispanics are right there slightly below us. So part of the issue with diabetes is that we are not often well-educated on what can happen if that diabetes isn't well controlled? Number one, I would I tell every diabetic in the room that that blood sugar has to be under control. Nothing else matters. There's no magic bullet. There's no treatment. There's no 
magical spell that will help if that diabetes is not in, under control. If that medication is not taken regularly, if those uh, blood sugar numbers aren't checked daily, if that hemoglobin A1C is not kept below six, these things will have manifestations and particularly in the foot. Most hospital admissions related to diabetes are related to foot disease, not heart disease, not stroke, not anything else that's also associated with diabetes. But most hospital ad admissions when it's directly related to diabetes has to do with the foot. So diabetes, diabetics need to understand what to look for. They need to have their nervous system of their feet and the blood flow, the circulation test done on the feet at least annually, if not biannually, to keep tabs on everything. They need to see a, podi a podiatrist on a regular basis, be it every two or three months, but for nail care, skin care, or what have you. Uh, any signs of changes in the skin, corns, calluses, uh, nail issues, need to be taken care of and rectified right away. They need to be well-educated on the type of footwear they should and should not be wearing. Diabetics, especially people who've had diabetes for a long time and they're showing symptoms of neuropathy, like numbness, tingling, funny sensation, itching, if they've been shown to have uh, poor circulation, they shouldn't be wearing sandals, flip-flops and slides and Crocs. They need to wear uh, very supportive, completely closed shoes and socks at, at all times when they're out and about and wear a closed house shoe around the house. They should never walk around barefoot. You know, a, a slight injury to the foot in the diabetic uh, within a week can lead to them losing a leg. People need to understand that. It is, it is that significant. Now, the research has shown that the five-year mortality rate of a diabetic who loses a leg below the knee is 50%. What that means that after five years, 50% of diabetics who lose a uh, limb below the knee will be dead. That's a higher five-year mortality rate than lung cancer, a higher five-year mortality rate than breast cancer and prostate cancer and many other cancers. One of the wow. only cancers that has a higher five-year mortality rate is pancreatic, right? You look at the education that, that women have when it comes to breast cancer, about getting mammograms and self-testing and all that to, because their, their, their numbers are so great. But- it's not as well known that a wound to the foot or an amputation of the leg is deadlier than breast cancer. That, 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 that doesn't ring with most people. And part of it is, is, is the education that, that we as practitioners need to do better on to get those numbers out there. And my, 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 my diabetic uh, patients will tell you, I'm preaching to them all the time. You have to do self-checks. You have to see your doctor when things are right. You have to see your podiatrist on a regular basis, right? Wow, so, that's great. Really great information, uh, Dr. Jefferson. Sure. And uh, on a on a sort of a different note, like say, you know, I like to get out on the links, play a little golf, which involves mm -hmm. a lot of walking out there. And so a few years ago, you know, because of uh, tired feet and whatnot, I bought one of those uh, Shiatsu foot massagers. But mm -hmm. I'm wondering... What are your thoughts on that? And then are there any trends that you know of that people are doing that are not good for their feet? Uh, I'm seeing a, a lot of uh, this thing with the slides. You know, it's, it's very in vogue right right? And I understand it. It's they're, they're fashionable. They're easy to put on. Uh, there's 
very little maintenance you have to do with them, but there's very little support. So for those uh, who are using them in the workplace, I would definitely counsel against them. I can understand that, you know, in the past two and a half years of the pandemic, people didn't have to go into the office or, or what have you so much. So wearing shoes like that around the house or going to the grocery store became more in vogue. I mean, it's gotten to the point now where some of these uh, these, these shoes are ridiculously expensive because they're so, so fashionable. But wearing proper footwear, uh, I know a lot of people don't like to wear socks, but I am a big proponent of socks because socks cut down friction and socks absorb, absorb moisture, helping to prevent uh, fungal infections. So the cotton socks to do that uh, are, are very much uh, necessary. Like in your case, uh, for the, for those that are developing foot problems due to a specific activity or they notice the uh, foot problem during the activity, one of the things you need to find out why you're having foot discomfort is what is causing it, right? A lot of people will start to have foot pain. Let's call it heel pain or arch pain, whatever it may be. But instead of going to a doctor and try to determine what the cause of it, whether it be uh, the shape of their foot, uh, body weight, uh, their occupation, something that may have happened traumatically or a combination of any of those. They just go out to the store and, and try to buy the latest and the greatest. And those things may or may not give uh, temporary relief, but they don't get to the crux of the matter. And so they may get the shiatsu foot massager or a foot soak or, you know, you name it. Uh, what? Remember, not too long ago, the uh, the magnetic insoles were involved, right? So those are all the big wasted. When you talk about footwear, I noticed, mm -hmm. and I talked about this a little earlier, uh, a lot of women have foot problems, and, and I, I attribute that to, you know, wearing shoes too tight and, and the angle of the shoes that they wear and mm -hmm. the whole thing. Uh, what, what is the proper footwear that people should be wearing? What about tennis shoes or... Uh, do they need like something with a leather bottom or a firm bottom? What type of shoes that we should we be wearing? So we're all familiar with the phrase "form follows function," right? So you have to have the sh the right shoe based on the activity. Right? Okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't have a runner wear shoes that are made for tennis, right? Okay. I wouldn't have a baseball player wear shoes that are made for soccer, so forth and so on. So first is to determine what that activity is, whether it's, again, work, work, working on the assembly line, whether you're putting uh, 50, 50 miles a week on the treadmill or whatever your, your activity is, you want to make sure you have the proper footwear. So for running, I, we, we, we want a good, not a firm sole, like, like say a dress shoe. We want a, a, a thick sole is going to give a, a, a lot of support. The heel, the back of the heel has to be firm, okay? You want to feel what we call the heel counter. The back of the heel has to be firm to control that uh, rear foot or, what we, or the heel. The, the front of the shoe, what we call the breast of the shoe, where the toes begin to bend, that needs to be flexible. You don't want a shoe that's very stiff in the toe area. You're also going to want to have a, a spacious toe box. That's where the toes are. You don't want the shoes squeezing in uh, on the toes. So particularly like those those women who like to wear the, the, the very fashionable high heel shoes, especially those that come to a point in the toe. Now, they tend to have more issues when it comes to uh, corns and calluses because of doing that, particularly on a regular basis, right? And uh, for the ladies out there, the higher the heel, 
the more pressure you're going to get on the ball of your foot. Wearing a high heel is just like walking on your tiptoes all day. Even though you may not be consciously standing on your toes, you're standing on your toes. So you're putting a lot of pressure on the ball of your uh, feet. Not only that, but you're also shortening the calf. It makes the calf shorter and uh, less flexible. So these are the issues that we see uh, in high heels. So I, I know it's a, bit, it's a losing argument for me to tell women to not uh, wear these, these four-inch stilettos. But one, if, you, if you're going to, uh, be sure you, you're, you're not having to do so on a daily basis. But for those who do so on a daily basis, you have to work on flexibility. And when you're not wearing them, you definitely want to have something very supportive uh, to help prevent these other issues that those shoes uh, create. For, uh, for those who wear, uh, again, shoes created or necessary for particular jobs such as, such as construction, you got to wear steel toe, things of that nature. They do not breathe very well, not very good air exchange through those shoes. So guys who wear those shoes on a regular basis, women who wear those shoes on a regular basis, I see a lot of fungal infection in those occupations. So it's very important that you get at least one pair, a second pair or a third pair if you can, so those shoes, so you can alternate through those shoes and disinfect them with uh, disinfectant spray at the end of the day so you're not in a vicious cycle of reinfecting yourself. So again, going back to choice of, of footwear, got to support uh, the foot, got to make room for the toes, got to be firm for the heel, got to have a good uh, insert. The insert that comes with most shoes are terrible. Uh, you, you, you buy a $150 pair of shoes and you take the insole out, the insole's not worth a quarter. So I tell anybody who has has that issue is to replace that insole with a sport insole or a custom foot orthotic from a podiatrist if you have a specific foot problem. Hey, well, Dr. Jefferson, you've given us an awful lot to focus on and you've given the Brothers Talk family a big shot in the arm to really consider the importance of feet that you know we all often overlook and take for granted until we are forced to have to come and visit you. So thanks for the preventative advice. And we're going to make sure that we highlight that. And we hope that you'll come back anytime to share the latest and greatest on what we need to be doing to take care of our feet. Anytime, gentlemen. Thank you very much. So if you're in the metropolitan D.C. area covering Northern Virginia and Southern Maryland, and you need a foot specialist, you can reach Dr. Jefferson at area code 202-882-9682. His office is in Washington, and he also has an informative and widely watched video channel on YouTube. Just search Dr. Kevin Jefferson. In our Black Business Spotlight, we're throwing just a little bit of a curb as we acknowledge Fisk University for launching the first intercollegiate women's gymnastics team in HBCU history. As sad as that is to report that we're still experiencing firsts in this country after 403 years, but we still want to give kudos to another trailblazing Black institution, and the fact that a number of Black female gymnasts have already committed to Fisk. And with our recent dominance in the sport with Simone Biles, Gabby Douglas, Dominique Dawes, and others, hopefully Fisk will become a powerhouse in sending Black girls to the Olympics. That's a wrap for another program, and God willing, we'll keep our focus on the issues that impact our community on the path to a better future. Don't forget, you can follow and communicate with us, sending your comments, questions, and show ideas to the Brothers Talk on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. Till the next time, as always, we sincerely appreciate your time and interest, and rest assured that we'll never take it or you for granted. And remember, 
Let's do better today because that's all we really have.